Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price and I'm here with my co-host Greg. Greg, what's up? How you doing? How's the downtime after basketball season? Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. I would have loved to have seen one of uh, one of our Big 12 teams in the Final Four, but uh, after the disappointment of those two losses, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm still excited for the Final Four, but uh, I, it doesn't have the same... Uh, it doesn't have that same level of excitement for me that the first round does, just the start of the tournament. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree with you. I think typically your investment in the tournament wanes as as it goes on. Well, and because people's brackets get busted too, and so everyone gives up. Yeah, that's that's true. It's kind of weird when you, even when you get to the Final Four and nobody in, in your tournament bracket can score any more points which is well we should probably mention that yeah we should do you know who won it i i think so i i know who won it i just wanted to see i think who won it it was uh around the 64 do do you know who that is greg i do who is it? it is none other than luke tompkins good you mean luke marino luke luke marino (laughs) yes Uh, his alter ego so Congratulations to Luke. We will be giving him uh, a nice trophy. You you can see that uh, on our Instagram or Twitter account. You can see us handing him over over the trophy here pretty soon. So ironically, he would probably be the one out of everyone in the group that will cherish it the most. So yeah, yeah, he'll he'll brag about it for years. <laughs> we won't hear the end of it. Uh, Tanner and I were average. To say the least. I was below average. Well, I think in our group, I mean, I was below average too, but in terms of our group, my app's not working right now. We were actually tied. We were both tied for 11th. That's fitting. (laughs) That's fitting. I'll take that. We can't hold anything over one another. I do have to give my wife some props. She got second in the the bracket, so I'm proud of her for that The funniest part is that before the last Elite Eight game, I went through the scenarios, didn't look in depth at the who people picked. Um, but in my mind, anyone that had points remaining had to have picked Texas, right? And I was like, there's no way anyone has Miami in the Final Four. That thought didn't even cross my mind until the game ended and I saw Luke at the top of the standings. <laughs> I was sure that, uh, that, that uh, Julia was going to win, but it's all right. Second yep. place is still something to be proud about. Yes, it is. No trophy, though, or bragging rights for that matter. But uh, yeah, so that... Our bracket is kind of concluded even before the final four takes place, so that'll be, it'll be kind of relaxing to watch the final four, but not and not be really all that invested in it. Do you? I, this is off topic. We we were gonna get into some baseball, softball, but do you have a favorite, or I guess maybe, maybe tell me your pick to win it, or and my, or who you're cheering for? Okay, my pick to win it is UConn. Okay, same. I think UConn is probably definitely the best team left. They've looked unstoppable. I would. I think that my like dark horse would be San Diego State. Okay. Uh, they're in the Mountain West Conference. I'm from Colorado. I like Colorado State. Therefore, I like the Mountain West also. So that would that would be my secondary. 
I I think UConn's gonna win. I'd also be cheering for UConn. I that's a it's weird. I I'm not really one to cheer for a favorite, but Florida Atlantic is not a likable Cinderella team. Um, Would you call them a Cinderella? They're th- they only lost three games all year. Given their seed and, and the fact they're from seed. a conference USA, I would consider them a Cinderella. Not 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 as much as like a a Farley Dickinson, obviously, but or a Florida Gulf Coast or yeah. someone like that. But I think when you get to the Final Four as a nine seed, that's that's something to be that's something to talk about for sure. Um, what about what about if you get to the Final Four as an eight seed? Are you a are you considered a Cinderella? Oh man, because, we're getting really technical with it because, now. Because you know who did that last year? North Carolina. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> Just because it's North Carolina, no. <laughs> like you can't ever call North Carolina a Cinderella with the type of recruits that they get. But for Florida Atlantic, and I read a story on their coach. Apparently, their coach like he accepted the job because he was so eager and like just was all in, fully committed before he even saw their facilities, and then. Went, drove to the campus, saw their facilities, and then broke down crying because of how crappy their locker room and, and, and practice court were. So uh, from that standpoint, I, I'll, I'll be cheering for their coach, but the team as a whole, just they're not, they're not very, they're not the most uh, likable Cinderella. So uh, and then San Diego State and, and Miami, I don't, uh, that doesn't do very much for me. I've got one of my best friends from, uh, from grade school up, up through high school. He's a, he's a UConn fan. He's uh, originally from Connecticut. So uh, I, I'll, I'll pull for UConn for sure. All right. There we go. Well, now that we got our tournament, well, we didn't get our all of our tournament talk out of the way. We still got to cover some games here. But uh, let's cover some, some baseball and softball real quick. So the Big 12 baseball in the top 25, Oklahoma State moved up from – the twenty from twenty to seventeen. Texas is wow. I think I I don't know what I was doing. Uh, I messed up. We're gonna pause for some technical difficulties here. I think Texas is now yes yes. Texas is twenty one. They were not ranked last week. Texas Tech is twenty two. They were fourteen last week, so they they had uh, eight seed drop. And then West Virginia is twenty four. And they were 24 last week, so they're staying solid. Um, Big 12 softball, on the other hand, still consistent right at – well, basically, everybody stayed the same from the Big 12 as as they were last week. So OU is still one. Oklahoma State is still two. Texas is still eight. And Baylor is still 22. So there's been no no change for the Big 12 in softball. I like it, though. That's, that's, a, lot of so- that's a lot of top 25 teams for, uh, for both baseball and softball. Yeah, so. and that – that Bedlam softball matchup is going to be insane. I we yeah we we might actually have to talk a little bit about that one. Just other than covering the rankings, that'll be I mean one versus two in any sport is a uh, is entertaining. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so let's go ahead and cover the Big Twelve tournament games. So in the Sweet Sixteen, Kansas State beats Michigan State in a ninety-eight to ninety-three overtime thriller. Greg, what were your what were your thoughts on this game? This was one of the best games of the tournament. It was so entertaining. Um, Marquise Noel going, being able to play in Madison Square Garden in New York, where he's from. That storyline was like, I mean, you, you can't really, 
and, and then to have the game he did, you can't really think of a better and uh, getting hurt and coming back. That's just the whole story. I mean, I mean, that's something that you would like see in like a movie or something like that. Um, so I think from that standpoint, it was it was awesome to watch Kansas State. I mean, even down to their bench when they when they were in, they were playing fearless. Um, I mean, they had guys they had guys taking threes that. You know, they're, even the, the the announcers were a little hesitant as they're shooting it and they're knocking down threes from the logo. And it was just all around. It was a great game. And then I think the best play of the tournament, and I don't care what happens in the Final Four, nothing will top the fake argument yes. that Marquise Noel and Jerome Tang, the head coach, were having. And then Noel lobbed the baseline lob to, was it Keontae yeah, Johnson? Yeah, Johnson, yes. And then he, I mean, it wasn't a 360, but, man, he got... He he had some spin on his jump and it was. Incredible. I was gonna. So I was gonna ask you if you thought it was a fake argument or a real argument. For sure, fake. Yeah, I was, think I, they they more or less admitted it. They didn't actually admit it, but they you could tell based on their answer in the press conference that it was fake. Yes, it it was fake. And then so yeah, that was that was a great game. Uh, Jerome Tang beats Tom Izzo. Who who before the season would you have ever thought that? No, I, definitely not. And it's, I think that they really set them up. I mean, if you're a first year coach and you have that type of success, um, obviously the expectation will be a lot higher next year. But I think that now at the transfer portal, even though a lot of these guys like Marquise Noel just declared for the NBA draft, so a lot of these guys for Kansas State won't be back. Um, so they, that, their team will look a lot different next year, as will, I mean, in basketball, that's that's very common. Um, but with the transfer portal and the type of really just uh, publicity that this run did for them and Jerome Tang, because Jerome Tang was being complimented left and right by every media outlet, every announcer, um, just for how, you know, what a quality coach and stand-up guy he was. I think they'll get some guys in the portal just due to that fact. Yeah, yeah I agree. And then we have the other Sweet 16 game was Texas beating Xavier 83 to 71. This uh, it was a good win by Texas. They pretty much led the entire way. One of the not closer games of the 16 and the Elite Eight. Yeah, they um, they were up by I mean 20 at one point. I'm pretty sure it, it it wasn't very close. And I honestly because I picked Texas to win the whole thing, I just kind of was psyching myself out the whole time. I was like, oh, just because I picked them, Texas is going to eventually, I mean, they're going to lose one. They should, they, they eventually did do that. But in the Xavier game, uh, I mean, they came out and played really, really well. Dylan DeSue, though, this is probably the most notable thing, got hurt like two minutes into the game, injured his foot, and then was on a boot um, for the rest of the game, and then also was out for their Elite Eight matchup against Miami. So, if you guys don't remember Dylan DeSue, we raved about him in the last episode. He had, I believe, something along the lines of 28-10, and 28-11 um, in their second-round win against uh, Penn State. So not having him and then still beating Xavier by what they did was, was, was very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good to see. I was very excited on Thursday and Friday. Just glad to see two... The two Big 12 teams that made it from the round of 32 to the 16 and then to the Elite Eight, that was that was really great. Um, and then Saturday comes. Florida Atlantic beats Kansas State 79-76 in a heartbreaker. 
Yeah, this one was tough. Um, this one was really tough to watch. I Well, okay, let me take that back. It wasn't tough to watch. The The result was tough. It was still a very good game. It was entertaining. Um, Marquise Noel still played excellent. I think we forgot to mention, too, he had... Did he have... I think he had 20 assists in yes. their win against Michigan State. So he had like 20 and 20. He's, he set the, the NCAA tournament record. For assists in a tournament game. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> not much else you can say about him. But uh, he still played extremely well against Florida Atlantic. The ankle looked to be a lot better. Um, but they just didn't get that same help from the rest of the team that they were getting uh, the previous three games in the tournament. Uh, Keontae Johnson in specific, uh, to be fair, he got in foul trouble early. Uh, and so I think that really threw him off. Uh, his his Even when he got back into the game, he didn't seem to be in rhythm. But I believe he only ended up with about nine points. Um, and he fouled out with like five minutes to go when the game yeah. was still very, very much in uh, in limbo in that 50-50 state. So that was, that was probably the deciding factor in the game because Marquise Noel still played uh, excellent. Yep. And then I think the most disappointing game of the tournament was Miami beating Texas 88-81. to And there goes my bracket. And Texas was up at one point, I think, by 12 or 13. They led. I mean, they were up by 7 at halftime, and they led the first 10 minutes of the second half by about... On average, I'd say about ten points. I mean, I mean, they were hovering around that ten to thirteen point uh, margin for for the good for about the first half of the second half. And I mean, they blew it. They they should not have lost this game. Yeah, I I, I it's kind of it's kind of an inexplicable loss, but they still made it to the elite eight. All, yeah, all in all, good. But I think if you're Texas and you're... They were also the last Elite Eight... No, second to last Elite Eight game. Whatever it was. They, they played on Sunday. So, I mean, one of the last Elite Eight games. And you're sitting there and you're, you're, you see, you know, four-seeded UConn, which we just talked about them. I think they'll probably... I, I think they'll win. So they're a really strong team. But then you look at the other side of the bracket. Yes, San Diego State beat Alabama. But you're still talking about a team from the Mountain West, a conference that... Uh, you know, disappointed in the tournament other than San Diego State. And then you're looking at Florida Atlantic from the Conference USA, and you're like, this, this is ours to lose. You know, I mean, that, that's what I was thinking at that, at that point. Yep. You know, it, it was Texas to lose. I think they were the betting favorite uh, heading into that Saturday, and, um, and they really just blew that double-digit lead against Miami. I, I mean, uh, Miami played well to come back and win, but they only shot it about 25% from three. Texas shot at 40% from three. Uh, Miami shot it really well from the field, though. I mean, they, they were able to get to the basket. I think have, not having Dylan DeSue, um really actually came back and hurt them in this one. Yeah, I agree. It it was This was tough to watch. But life goes on. We, yeah. It was it was a good run by both Texas and Kansas State, and um, hopefully something to build on in the coming years. But but we'll have to see. So that's all right. It'll, it'll be our uh, we, well. Let's see. We'll have one more basketball season with them, right? With Texas? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. One Man, more. That, that's going to be crazy next year. Oh, Adding yeah. Houston, Cincinnati. Obviously BYU and UCF too, but I think Cincinnati and Houston have the stronger basketball programs. Obviously Houston was a one seed this year, so uh, and then still keeping Texas and if OU 
uh, is, is a little bit more improved next year, that's going to be it's just, just a, a, I mean, we'll just run this back. Just another gauntlet of a, of a conference slate. Yep. Now, everybody won't. Well, I guess everybody could play everybody one time. You might not. You won't see everybody twice. I'm not no, sure how yeah, that's going to work. You won't see everyone twice, but you'll play every team. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Greg, I think we, well, you had the idea, and I, I just had the idea that we're going to do this after every major sports season. Okay, great. So, Greg and I are good. We're not going to do like, I think preseason rankings is like a, like a little too much speculation for the podcast. Because uh, remember, everybody, no speculation. That's 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 a <laughs> we no-go. try to stay away from that. That's a no go here. But what we can do is review on a previous season. And so what we're gonna what we're gonna begin to do, and starting with this podcast, is we're gonna do team grades um, based on their overall record, their conference record, how far they got into their the respective tournament, and then also comparing that to where the the big media outlets had them in the preseason. So, and we're, we're going to go through this alphabetically. We might change this format up eventually uh, if we like a different way better. But we're going to start alphabetically here with Baylor. So Baylor, their resume, they were 23-11 and 11 overall, 11-7 and 7 in conference. They lost in the round of 32, and they were the preseason number one team in the Big 12. This one's tough for me. We're starting out with the really tough one. Uh, it's hard to... I'll be a little harder on Baylor from the standpoint that they were preseason number one, and I think all three guards they had, all three starting guards, will be playing in the NBA someday, uh, if, if not this next season. Um, so I, I'll give them... I'll probably give them a, a B-, minus. I think. I was gonna say C plus B minus in yeah, that range. I, I was I was kind of teetering between the two. They losing in the round of thirty two. It's not great, but again, I, I can't. You can't one hundred percent judge a team for when they lose in the tournament because sometimes it's about matchup. And Creighton just shot the lights out when they played against Baylor. Uh, I, I wasn't even Baylor didn't play great, but they still they they didn't. I think Creighton. Won that game and took it more than Baylor blew it. Yep, I agree. I agree. I was gonna say C plus, uh, B minus. I think with your, I don't know. They were they were three seed in the tournament. They were twenty three and eleven overall, and then you just kind of, kind of flounder in 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 your last game of the year. But to be to be completely fair, I mean, they didn't have Jonathan Chamwa Chachua for over half the year. Um, he tore his ACL, or yeah, he tore was it last year. He yeah. tore his ACL last year. Yeah. And was still recovering. Yes. this year. Yeah, so he, they got him back over halfway through the season. So there could have been some chemistry issues there. Uh, I know that they they had injuries throughout the season, but also to be honest, everybody has injuries throughout a season. So that really shouldn't be that big of an excuse. Um, so yeah, Greg and I both agree somewhere in the. If you're doing like a out of a hundred, like a seventy-seven to an eighty-three, probably somewhere in there. Uh, Iowa State, so they were nineteen and fourteen overall. They went nine and nine in conference. They lost in the round of sixty-four, and preseason they were predicted to be eighth in the Big Twelve. I'll let you go first on this one. I uh, gosh, okay. We don't have these uh, our ratings written down. By the way, we were just going to do this on the fly. So. I, I think, I think a a B plus B or B plus. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That would be so based on so if if we're taking everything into account, right? So they were preseason eighth. So they weren't supposed to. They probably weren't supposed to make the tournament. They probably weren't supposed to do well in conference. But then they had an amazing home record in conference. They they played everyone really tough. Uh, they did not play well on the road. No. And then you lose. You make it to the tournament and then lose your first game. As a or they a six seed? Yeah, they were six. Yeah, seed. as yeah. a six seed. I'm gonna give them a B plus. And I was actually considering going borderline A minus, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm not gonna give them that based on the fact that one, they were a six seed and lost to an eleven, which isn't the most wild thing out there, but they weren't even close. I mean, they scored forty one points. I yeah, think that was bad. So it, that alone brings them down a, a, a half letter grade. So I'll give them a B plus though, and I'm gonna be complimentary for for a couple of reasons. One, they were picked preseason. Eighth, so like you mentioned, Tanner, they were not projected to make the tournament. I mean, they would have been considered a bubble team. So they outperformed preseason expectations after losing um, Tyrese Hunter in the transfer portal mm-hmm. to Texas. So that was huge. And then you want to talk about dealing with adversity. Caleb Grill getting kicked off the team halfway into conference play. I mean, you're, you're talking about a month left in the season, and one of your leading scorers gets kicked off the team. And they were still able to finish out strong and, and – uh, beat Baylor uh, on the road in Waco and then beat them again in uh, Kansas City in the Big 12 tournament. And then they gave Kansas a really good game in Kansas City as well. So I'll give them a B plus. They fought through a lot of adversity this year. And I think that the program is, uh, I I would say it's trending in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Then we have Kansas. Their overall record was 28 and eight. They were 13 and five in conference. They lost in the round of thirty-two, and they were the Big Twelve preseason number two. What? What do you? This one. This is so tough. This one's a hard one because when you're talking about a team like Kansas, I mean, it's Kansas basketball. So you take a poll of their fan base; they think they should win the Big Twelve every year, and 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 why shouldn't they? They win the Big Twelve, you know, seventy-five percent of the time. Um, they did win the the regular season. Um, I I'll give them. I'm going to give them a B, I think. I'll give them a B. And the the part that's tough is that they didn't have Bill Self for um, both the Big 12 tournament and the NCAA tournament. So losing in that round of 32 game to Arkansas, I don't think that... Do I think they would have won if he was there? Honestly, yes. But I'm not sure. Um, I don't think that you can quite put that into the grade. So... Um, I'll give them a B just based off the fact that, you know, they won the national championship last year. Um, I know they lost a lot from that team, but they returned still a decent chunk. And then, uh, obviously, uh, adding a, a player like Grady Dick. Uh, so uh, I think, I think a B is, is, is fair. What about you? I, I, I was going to say B as well. The, the one really bad I think part about their loss in the round of 32 was that they get beat by Arkansas uh, by one. Coach Musselman takes his shirt off, doing all that stuff after they <laughs> looks like they won the whole world, uh, and then they go get pieced by 23 by UConn. Yeah, that that one. Like, that's the definition of the Arkansas team this year, though. They've been super inconsistent. So that's 
that's just kind of that's just kind of my thing with that. Um, I I like what they did in the regular season. I like you said, Greg. I think we're just going to repeat each other because not having Coach Self is a is a really big loss, honestly. Um, but also to be fair, the assistant coach I am blanking on his name right now uh, also had has had previous coaching experience, and so yeah. that that's not entirely on Bill Self not being there. But either way. Good season from Kansas, but probably all Kansas fans would say it could have been much, much better. Yeah. All right, Greg. Kansas State. They were 26-10 and 10 overall, 11-7 and 7 in conference. They lost in the Elite Eight, and they were picked to be last in the Big 12 Conference. What do you think? I'm debating between two letter grades right now. Is there anything more than 100%? Because I would give that to Kansas State right uh, now. Yeah, I'm teetering between A plus and A. I mean, I'll go A plus. You, you, you talk me into it. I'll go A plus. You're picked last in the conference. You, I think they were what? I think they were third. They finished third in the conference. Um, and then you go on the run that they did in the NCAA tournament. And yeah, I mean, the loss in the Elite Eight is disappointing. Would you, you know, I'd like to make the Final Four? Absolutely. Um, but what Marquise Noel did in that tournament is something like, if I'm a Kansas State fan, eight years from now, 10 years from 20 years from now, I'm going to, you know, you know what? Remember that Marquise Noel team, that tournament run, Jerome Tang's first year? I'm going to, like, look that up on YouTube, and I'll be watching those highlights. Like, that's the type of run that they had, and so I think that it doesn't deserve a grade other than an A or an A+. Yeah, I, I have to say A+. They... They played very, very well. There was, there was. Remember, there was a lot of questions about them. Kind of like Iowa State. Can they win on the road? Yeah. Well, we 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 questioned them at least. And they made it to the Elite Eight, playing in neutral sites, which is is still tough as it is. Oh, absolutely. And I I'm very impressed. Jerome Tang did so well. Marquise Noel, Keontae Johnson, they all played so well this entire season. And yeah, I have to give them an A plus. All right, so we're going from the the furthest team that in the tournament. Yes, tied uh, tied furthest to the farthest away from the tournament. Uh, we're gonna go with OU next. OU's overall record was fifteen and seventeen. They were five and thirteen in conference, and they were picked to be seventh in the Big Twelve in the preseason. I'll let you go first. <laughs> Oh man, there's 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 a lot. I, I don't know if I can go. I'll okay, I'll go. I'll give them I'm gonna give them a D minus. And that's only because I don't think that you or I have the heart to be negative enough to give a team an F. Um first off, you finish with a losing record. Um you're you're non-competitive in conference, give or take a couple of games there down the stretch that we didn't think they should have won, and they did win. Um, so, so I got to give them a little bit of credit there. They pulled out a few there at the end that uh, they should not have won. Um, the preseason expectations were not high, but they were considered a bubble team preseason, and then into even the even the first month of conference play, they were sitting there as a bubble team, and then they just fell off the cliff. Um, I think that they had. I don't think they had the roster assembled to to compete in the Big Twelve, um, but then it, 
The probably most puzzling win of the year is still their 25-30 point win over Alabama. Yes, very, very confusing. Uh, And so it makes me wonder, throw this team in the NIT. They didn't even make the NIT. Throw them in the NIT, what what would they have done? Um, But they just were not built to to compete in the Big 12 this year. So I'll I'll give them a D-, but I, I I did say some positive things still. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'm I'm just gonna go with a D on this. Uh, actually, D minus as well. I changed my mind. They were the only team in the Big Twelve to have an under 500 record. Uh, their their conference w- winning record was poor. Like they they just did not perform the way that they had should have. Porter Moser really underperformed as his second season as head coach. Um, There's all sorts of rumors too about him maybe taking like a Notre Dame job or something like that, which we don't need to get into that because it's all speculation. But I don't think that I don't think he will. But it, very weird situation. Bijan Robinson transferred. Well, he took a leave of absence and then Bijan Cortez. Bijan Cortez, not Robinson. <laughs> gosh. Yeah, he took a leave of absence and then suddenly reappeared in the Big Twelve tournament. That was strange. Yep. But okay, we both agree there. All right, Oklahoma State. They were twenty and sixteen overall, eight and ten in conference. They lost in the NIT Elite Eight, and they were picked to be preseason five. I will let you go first on this one because I have the letter grade in my head, and I, regardless of what you say, I'm gonna say mine. Oh gosh, uh, C C. I, I hate you. That was literally my letter grade. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was gonna go C or C minus, but I I I'd say C. I think that actually C minus yeah C minus they they had a lot of a lot of non they had what three non conference games where they led by double di- double digits at, in the second half and lost those um, that could have put them in the tournament right there even one of them could they, have they couldn't shoot the ball again um, and then you lose to a North Texas team in the NIT yeah I don't care about the NIT. I- I might be, I don't know if that's a popular opinion or not in the sense that, like, I know people don't necessarily watch the NIT unless maybe their team's in there, but I'm like, if OSU would have gotten bounced in the first round of the NIT, it wouldn't have made a difference to me, because in my mind, I'm just like, it's, you you have to take into account then motivation in that tournament, and typically when you're the first team out of the NCAA tournament, you're not very motivated to play in the NIT, uh, and so OSU... I mean, they won two games, including going on the road in their first in their first NIT game at Youngstown State, which was hilarious because they were the one seed, and due to staffing issues for spring break, they had to go on the road. So don't even get me started on that. But um, I, like I said, I'll give them a C. Um, they had, I think they had a talented roster. They showed at times. Uh, I mean, they went on that five five six game win streak. So they showed at times they could they could really compete. Um, but then at the end, they just couldn't put it all together and, and also dealt with injury issues. So uh, I'll give them a C. I think, I think the expectation is, is obviously it's to make the tournament, and, and they didn't do that. Uh, so I'll, I'll, st- I'll stick with the C. Okay. Greg, then we have Texas. Texas went 29-9 overall. They were 12-6 and in conference. They also, like Kansas State, lost in the Elite Eight. And they were picked to be preseason number three. I I would say A minus A somewhere somewhere in there. I'm gonna give them an A. They 
I think they, compared to what people thought, they performed as expected. But you lose your head coach. That's a big one. And, At the beginning of the year, too. Towards and, the beginning. And you still win your conference tournament. You make it to the Elite Eight. Yes, okay, you lose in disappointing fashion. But um, still, you won three games to get there. They hadn't made it past the Sweet 16 in years. Since, I, th- I want to say 2008 yeah. or six, so 15 or 17 years. So, what, when probably Kevin Durant was on? Oh, no, no, no. He was on He was on 07, right? I don't remember. Um, yeah, I, I think all around they had a really good year. They had a very talented roster. Um, I think winning the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City is something that to, to frankly be really proud of. Um and then they got second in the conference when they were picked preseason, uh, preseason three. So uh, all, all around a really solid year, and, and again, it's something to build off of. Uh, Rodney Terry, uh, the interim head coach, is now going to be their full-time head coach. So uh, really good for him. I think he obviously showed he can he can coach. Um, we'll see uh, how that we'll see how he does in recruiting. Now that's the only thing he really hasn't proven yet. But being that it's Texas, he shouldn't have too much of a problem. Uh, but yeah, I think all around probably uh, really really good year for Texas. Yep. Then we have TCU. They went twenty two and thirteen overall. They were nine and nine in conference. They did lose in the round of thirty two, and they were picked uh, fourth in the preseason. I'm gonna say B. I think this is the one that I we might have. This is the largest variance we've had. I'm gonna give them a C plus. Um. I think that injuries played an issue, right? Uh, that, that's obviously... That's why That's why I'm giving them a B is because I'm not knocking them for the injuries. You can't knock them for the injuries, but then I think that you... I think... Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. I, I guess I'm slightly taking that into account a little bit because you, know, you go on the road with a fully healthy team and you beat Kansas and Fog Allen... And then obviously Mike Miles goes down for a couple of weeks, lose a few games. Um, then then he comes back. They start winning again. Uh, but then you know they had, you know they won one game in the Big Twelve tournament and lost to Texas. Then they won one game in the NCAA tournament and lost to Gonzaga. So they didn't go on the run in the tournament that I think a lot of people expected them to go on. Like okay, watch out for TCU. Even though they're six, they were hurt all year. Really talented, Mike Miles. Um, and then losing to Gonzaga uh, again. Gonzaga's good, but I think I think if they had Eddie Lampkin for that Gonzaga game, it could have been a little different. But and and that's not an injury issue. That was a personnel issue. So that that I, I think all around there there might be some slight concern. Um, but uh, it, it I'm gonna I'll, I'll say I'm gonna stick with C plus. Okay. Then we have Texas Tech. Uh, they went sixteen and sixteen and. Overall, they were five and thirteen in conference. They were preseason number five, and they finished ninth in the conference. I'm gonna give them a C minus. Um, I honestly don't know how they were picked preseason fifth, and maybe that's hindsight's twenty twenty. But well, it's just it was because of the previous year, previous two years, I guess. Yeah, they just had a very young team, and they played like it. They had some really promising moments, and maybe it's recency bias because they closed the year out really strong. They Remember, did. we were, we were, I mean, we try not to do this on the podcast, but we were kind of making fun of them about two months ago, 
And then all of a sudden, we're talking about them as a, I mean, they would have had to have gone on an incredible run to have made the NCAA tournament. But they were technically in the bubble picture. Um, and so for a team that started out 0-8 in conference play to have then made their way into the bubble picture is is pretty incredible. Uh, and so the way that they ended their season, I'll kind of boost that. Uh, that that boosted my my grade for them. What'd you say? You said D plus. Or I guess C minus. C minus. I'm I'm gonna go D plus. I think there was just a whole lot of issues that they had that I don't really think that they should have had because they showed at the end of the year they had a they had a good enough team. I guess yeah, if they're young, things don't come together till the end. That's fair. But I think that they had the talent. They had the coaching, had, keyword there. Yeah, yeah, now they're in the head coaching hunt, so. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. But um, I think it was pretty, pretty disappointing from Texas Tech, especially after being in the Final Four three three years ago. That's, yeah. That's, that's not great to see. And then finally, we have West Virginia at 19-15 and 15 overall. They were 7-11 in conference. They lost in the round of 32, and they were picked preseason nine. Oh, wait. West Virginia lost in the first round. Oh, dang it. My bad. That's okay. That's okay. That was a typo. Um, oh, gosh. I'll give them a B-. minus. Gosh. That's a, That's exactly what I was going to say. Okay, maybe we'll edit this segment going forward. No, so no, Tanner no, no, no. and I just purposely disagree. No, no, no. With I think, I think, I think actually B. They made it to the tournament after being preseason pick nine. Uh, granted, they had they had a rough close. Well, I don't know. They were they, they were closed just up out. And, they they were closed, up and down. They closed out the conference play pretty well. I think it was that. Uh, the beginning, I'm pretty. Didn't they start off like one and four, or yeah. one and five? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they. This was another perplexing team because of where they were picked at in the preseason. Um, but I think that making the tournament, I'm surprised still that they got a nine seed after going seven and eleven in conference. Um, but making the tournament, uh, they should have beaten Maryland. Uh, so that that kind of sucks a little bit. I would have loved to have seen them play against Alabama, uh, but uh, still a solid a solid season. Um, another NCAA tournament berth. So yep, good for Bob Huggins. Um, yeah, well that's that's everybody. We that puts a wrap on basketball season. Yep. So kind of kind of sad, but that's all right. Well, Greg, do you have anything else for the listeners? I don't. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll keep brainstorming what uh, what else to bring with you guys. Maybe we'll have a few more guests on here uh, in the coming months, especially when it comes to uh, kind of the dog days of summer. Unless we get any crazy conference realignment news, uh, we'll cover some transfer portal uh, topics for sure. Especially uh, basketball transfer portal just opened, so there's been some names that have already entered there. We'll we'll probably cover that next week or the following week. Um, yeah, we we should still have stuff, even though the the main sports are are now coming to. And I, by main sports, I mean you know your, your two most televised and popular sports. Yes, uh, no, nothing against baseball and softball. Love baseball and softball. Just your two most televised sports. Yes, yes. Um, well, everybody, please give us a follow on Instagram at around the twelve, or you can follow our Facebook page around the twelve podcast. 
let us know if you guys have any suggestions or comments or concerns, concerns, cries of anguish, whatever, whatever you have for us, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, yeah, if you guys have any questions, please DM us. Uh, we thank you. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>